Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi, I'm Brianna Seely, producer for Offscript Health. Welcome to Vaxon. Before we get started today, I'd like to tell you about another show in the Offscript Health podcast network. Is It Serious? Is It Serious is a podcast hosted by Dr. Jean-Luc Neptune and Dr. Mark Lewis. These physicians are pulling back the curtain on American healthcare, addressing all of your health concerns, one question at a time. They share their medical knowledge in a really fun way, while also answering the question of the day. They've covered everything from medical TV show myths to how to become your own healthcare advocate. To find out more, visit offscript.com shows. The link will be in our show notes as well. Enjoy the show. Howdy, friends. Out of Patience is on hiatus for a couple of weeks, so for the next few Tuesdays and Thursdays, we're going to be dropping our Best Of In Case You Missed It episodes from 2022 and 2021. Of course, if you didn't miss it, you don't have to listen to it, but we hope in case you did miss it, you'll enjoy the episode that you missed. I think that made sense. In any case... If you did miss this episode, we hope you enjoy it. New episodes of Out of Patience, Vaxon, and some new correspondence segments will be dropping starting September 6th. Thank you, and have an amazing summer. Hey folks, it's Matt Zachary, and welcome to Vax On, a weekly segment of my podcast, Out of Patience, right here on the Offscript Network. Hey, I'm Alura Nanos. I'm a lawyer, a journalist, a mom of a teenage narcoleptic, and a professional big mouth. Lou and I go back 30 years as best friends, and we're here to have fun and bring you a layperson's guide to what the hell just happened this week in healthcare as America gets its vax on and shows COVID the door. We're here together to learn, complain, and include you in the conversation. So join us on Twitter at VaxOnPod and share your stories and grievances using the hashtag VaxOn. All right, Matt, let's get at it. And we're back. Vax on. Hi, Matt. Elora here in I'm the house. Here. I'm here. And, and you know what? A lot has happened since I've been here. Well, we had to skip a week. Yes. We, we, we ran a great episode, though. We hope our listeners enjoyed rehearing or maybe for the first time hearing our epic show with Ms. Information. It was pretty amazing. There's still a lot of Ms. Information out there. There is. And they just allowed, like, I think the fourth vaccine boost thing from Pfizer is now approved by the FDA. Shots for everybody. And BB-8 is taking over the world. (laughs) Yes. Since last we left off, since the last time I was in the studio, I have had two orthopedic surgeries, a root canal, and my son is enrolled in college. How's that for an update? I'm going to leave now. 
I'll see myself out. That was fantastic. <laughs> I said I had a foot surgery, then I had an elbow surgery, then I had the root canal, and um, and here I am, and I've lived to tell the tale. Are you made of Lego? I don't. I'm, Can they I, just like replace this part here? And what I'm made of is tapped out medical insurance. <laughs> oh dear God! <laughs> My insurance is like, excuse me, are you okay? I think this is a healthcare show. You know, you know what? What's sort of funny to me? You know, I don't know if you get those those phone calls like through my husband's job. I get these phone calls that are like, "Hey, do you want to do health coaching?" And they they call me and bug me all the time. And I sort of feel like, you guys, I've had like a million medical issues in the last two weeks. Maybe now you should call me and see if I'm all right. Like this might be a good time, you know. But no, they, it doesn't like whatever those algorithms are. They haven't lined up. My only issue is that my son still wants to wear his mask in school, which I respect and no one else does, but he's getting a little shit from his friends. Yeah. We told our kids tried to do that. They were like, I think I'm just going to wear it. I'm like, you know, sometimes you should just take your cues from the people around you. I mean, I respect him. He He's nervous. It yeah. makes sense. We want to want to own that as a dad and a parent. But yeah, like all of his friends aren't wearing it. And even his sister is like, why are you wearing this? He's like, I want to wear it. So, okay. I mean, I'm glad they don't have to anymore, but he feels compelled to do that. And, you know, I mean, wear the mask, wear it fine. His breath stinks anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Can you help my son learn to brush his teeth? I have to tell you, one of the things I love about masking is that it makes me not have to deal with other people's bad breath because I am very um, odor averse. Okay. But, right. Like, so I can't deal with bad smells on any level and I definitely can't deal with people's bad breath. So I have like been in a reprieve from this for two years. Wait, is certs still in business? Certs. Remember certs? Do I remember certs? Like, come on <laughs> with the little dots in them. Yeah, they yeah. were so great. Oh, I can't. Peppermint certs. Do you know, it, I, they, it they was... were like little like life rafts with yes, the blue in the middle. But also like, I didn't realize that they were gone until just this moment. Oh, really? No, I did not. I have not thought about them. Poor certs. Rip oh, certs. certs. Not a sponsor. <laughs> Although we take them as a sponsor. <laughs> I would be so happy to. Certs came back. I could easily be paid in certs. Like they could just give me <laughs> giant Rubbermaid container full they were of certs. way more pepperminty than the lifesavers mints they yes. were really good and then every once in a while they'd hit you with like the weird rainbow tutti frutti ones yeah, and you're know, like the fuck is this like, like fruit stripe gum no like stop that like i don't understand <laughs> who authorizes that shit anyway the fda maybe which who ooh, teaser we're going to talk about that later the fda yeah that's sexy stuff i know it is and cattle we're back to cattle i'm going to tell you about some cattle okay okay i promise i'm going to need to preface this episode there are several WTF moments coming during this episode, where as I'm looking at these very interesting stories, I'm reading the details and I get to the details and I'm like, what the fuck is that? And how did that happen? Right. So I'm just going to, um, it's a disclaimer up front. These moments will happen. Live reaction. Live reaction. So I'm just letting you know. Not Oscar's moment, but that's no. coming. <laughs> You're going to get annoyed though. You're going to get annoyed today. Okay. The so, so let me put that out there. But we're starting with some levity, I understand. Well, you know, we were. We were. Oh, now we're not? Yeah. Well, You're changing the script on me right now? I am, right in front of you. So I had planned the segment today about how comedy brings us together as a people. And one of the things truly that I love in the world, uh, you know, in, in the 2022 world is that as all of us experience certain things all at the same time, we also experience the comedy that goes with those things like so, seeing the bottom of people's faces and getting to know what they look like right right like everyone wore masks we all had mask memes and mask jokes and i love that because i really feel like 
comedy is a way to bond. And you can look at things like memes and tweets and stuff like that to, to kind of get the pulse on exactly where we're going. And, and through the pandemic, you know, it started with everybody kind of making fun of social distancing. Then it went to making fun of masking. Then it went to making fun of COVID regulations and vaccines and then boosters. And, you know, you see the kind of the comedy go in line with whatever's happening. And, and truthfully, I really appreciate that. And I think it's part of what we do as a society and a culture to heal from anthropology from is told traumatic. through memes. Yeah, it, it is. But I mean, comedy. The new hieroglyphics. Absolutely. And and laughing is important. So I was about, so that was what I was going to talk about, but I'm not going to talk about that. Okay, record scratch. Right. Because if the theme was comedy brings us together, it seems that the rules on that have changed in the last 48 hours. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. At least from Chris Rock's point of view, comedy doesn't so much bring us together as it does get you smacked in the face. I mean, Ricky Gervais is laughing his ass off right his now. His ass right off. See, David Letterman even put a statement out. No, I did not. That the Uma Oprah had got nothing on this. The Uma Uma Oprah? That was the famous David Letterman. The one time he hosted the Oscars and he made fun of Uma Thurman and Oprah Winfrey by making fun of their names together. He did? He, yeah, I Google don't it, this Google it. it. Uma Oprah. Oprah Uma. David Letterman said this? Letterman did this, yeah. How, when was this? Like a thousand years this ago? This was in like the 2000s, yeah. I totally but like, missed it. It was the best use of David Letterman. And <laughs> it, like, again, in the annals of like the Academy Awards history, that was a moment. Oh, I'm sure. I have to tell you, the person that I'm most sad for about this whole Oscar mess is Amy Schumer because she was a spectacular oh, Oscar. Oh, she did a great job. She was so funny. I love her. And I generally love her, but a lot of times even comedians who are very funny are not good hosting award shows. Mm -hmm. And she was really funny. Yeah. And I feel like everyone sort of just forgot because it got so weird and yeah. awkward. I feel bad for Quest Love. Yeah, feel bad for Questlove. I mean, Love. man won right after the shit happened. And I was watching the television, trying to listen to his speech, and I could not listen to it. I couldn't, like, I couldn't process it. I was right. listening, but I couldn't process it because I was so distracted. And I felt like every single person in that room is 10 times more distracted than I am right now. And, like, everyone is pretending to listen and no one's really processing what he's saying. My favorite part of all of this is it's gotten like in the Twilight movies, it was like team this and team that. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's everything's team Will or team Chris now. But it's real. I mean, okay. There's a whole like cancer thing going on now. We're like, bald, get over it, right? We're used to, we're so used to getting made fun of for being bald for having cancer. I thought I would wrap this up with just asking you, like, do you have any favorite COVID jokes that have really stuck with you? Well, I mean, just, just to go back to the the way that I'm seeing this split on social media is endemic of what we saw for the pandemic on social media. Like That's half true. Half the country is pro this and half the country is pro that for all their own internal reasons. You literally could come up with any topic and you would get people split half and half. And I actually, the Oscars is like exactly an example of that. Like you would think... Here's the hypo. Someone gets up and punches somebody else in the face for telling a joke. You'd think everyone would think it's bad, but of right. course they don't. No. Right. So, yeah, I mean, and I think that no matter what people's opinion about, you know, name the issue is, you will see that. You'll see the jokes both ways. And, I, and I'm always here for good comedy, regardless of how the comedy is slanted. And of course, like having to quantify, you know, we're aware that 900,000 people in this country died of COVID, but here's some jokes anyway. Yeah. That's just how you have to deal with it. Whenever I've spoken to people who deal with difficult circumstances, tragedy, illness, anything like that, 
I mean, the thing that we all hear over and over is, how'd you get through it? Well, laughing was really important. Right. And I think that in and of itself is an important point. Laughing is an important part of the human condition. It, it bonds us together. It helps us stay strong. So, you know, to the extent that we can be funny and use comedy, we, we all should. I mean, Stupid Cancer, when it launched, was was very edgy in its time, borrowing from other people who were trying to be edgy beforehand, which was not something you did in cancer. Right. We sold T-shirts that said, ovaries are for losers. <laughs> who needs nipples anyway? Bald is the new black. We were very snarky, and some of them were even more edgy than that, and, and it worked. If you didn't like it, I guess you didn't buy the shirts, but it was the badge of honor to lean into the inanity of ridiculousness that this is. I'm going to lean again as the white guy chiming in, the bald white guy chiming in here, the bald black cancer white guy chiming in here. Do you know that that we just did this entire segment without me actually realizing, like, you're bald? I should ask you. I'm not bald by choice. Honestly, I was made bald when I was like 21 years old. My beautiful Jufra was gone. And I was really ashamed of having no hair. I can totally understand as a man, not as a woman. It's very different when yeah. you're bald as a woman. Totally recognizing that. We, we were through that in the looking glass. Not even through it. In the looking glass of stupid cancer for so many years. These young women in their yeah, vibrant really times of deal. life. Yeah. It's a really big deal. But the humor of it you know, had to get us through in some way. Sure. And uh, again, for, for anyone looking to become outraged for no reason on this show, which I doubt there are any, we're, we're pretty Gen X chill here on outrage culture. But yeah, I, I, I take the joke. Yeah. That's I mean, it. make the joke, take the Deal joke. Deal with it. And I think actually that's important. Make a joke. Strive to make jokes because in making jokes, you will not only do yourself and the people around you a service, but you'll also sort of realize that sometimes people just say things to be funny and and it doesn't mean any more than that. Right. Um, which I think is always a good lesson. So, again, so. just like typical dad joke, bad coronavirus dad jokes or uh, Chuck Norris got COVID and now the virus is in quarantine for two weeks. Oh, because he's like a tough he's guy. Chuck Norris. Got it. Yes. Okay. So the world's turned upside down because now old folks are sneaking out of the house at night while their kids are yelling at them to stay inside. I like that one. I also like this one. Like, if you need 144 rolls of toilet paper for a month-long quarantine, you should probably see a doctor, not about COVID-19. Um, yeah, there's definitely some issues going on inside your body if you need did, did the you, Charmin Ultra Rolls or whatever. Did you see any of, like, the the best uh, memes and parodies from COVID? My, still, my favorite is the uh, Chicago Cell Block Tango. The like yeah. the work from home so long time ago. That was one of my very favorites. But there's some there's some good the ones. South Park COVID episodes are just historically amazing. I love it. See, comic genius at work. You gotta lean in. You gotta lean in. Embrace the humor, Leading. and it's okay to be a. F- I mean, come on. Mel Brooks did Hitler. Right. Can we get any more obvious on what you could be offended by when Mel Brooks did Hitler? Like, listen, I am only offended if the jokes aren't funny. Right. But anyway, listen, it's time to move on to the next segment because I will say this, the first segment is over, which means that we're now done with anything funny and we're on to things that are so fucked up you can't even believe they're happening. So engage rage. Engage rage. Ready? Okay. Fire up your rageometer. Okay. Okay. Did you know that all this time during COVID, the FDA shut down its facility inspections? Of everything it's supposed to inspect. Yes. (laughs) Now, it didn't shut them down completely, but it's doing like half of what it's supposed to be doing. 
Okay, that sounds not good. It's not good. It's really, really not good. So the Food and Drug Administration isn't Food and Drug Administrating. Exactly. So can we just kind of talk some specifics? Because this is one of those things that like, where are the conspiracy theorists on this shit? Okay. So the whole point of the FDA inspections are to check that drugs are contaminant-free and that there are no device flaws going on in making the drugs. That they work. And that the food supply is sanitary. Yeah. Like, like really important safety stuff. But there's stuff. more than just drugs. There's, like, diagnostics. There's medication. Yeah, there, there's, like, all kinds of stuff. There's, there's like medical skin devices. lotions. There's hair products. Yeah, Anything FDA g- approved or cleared. Right. Like, remember Batman. Remember the 1989 yes. Batman? That's what we're talking about. Like, right. everything, right? And so typically the FDA inspects about 12 and a half thousand facilities each year. And in 2021, which by the way, 2021 is when we got the vaccine. So like people were out there still doing work in 2021. Yeah. Only 6,100. So about half Half. were inspected, which is really scary to me. And we also inspect some foreign stuff like, you know, overseas stuff that make American products. That was even worse. Normally they inspect about 3,000 a year. And in 2021, they only inspected 167. I can do math now. Yeah. Like, is that, wait, (laughs) hold on. But the details get even worse. Listen to this. In recent months, the inspections that actually have been done have brought up some alarming problems, such as a family dollar distribution facility in Arkansas. They found live and dead rodents in various states of decay. Uh, there's got to be some nutritional value there. Let's 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 look at the bright side. Like what is happening? Also, FDA inspectors have been probing Abbott Nutrition's baby formula manufacturing facility in Michigan because they found Sakazaki bacteria. Who? I don't know what Sakazaki is, but I love that word. That's the best worst it's word a, ever. Right. It's the best worst word ever. But like. Sakasaki? Holy shit. Like, like tzatziki sauce. Right, it's like tzatziki. It's cucumber dill flavored <laughs> baby formula. Hold on now. So this means that the FDA, they're deciding, okay, we're going to do half the inspections, right? The half that went out didn't go to the baby formula place? Right. The one place Where you should. go? <laughs> what were they inspecting? Nail polish remover? Yeah. Like. What? The, prior, the priorities of things that can kill people. Like babies. Who, who is in charge of this shit? Like, I, just, I can't. Like, my head is exploding as I'm reading this. That's insane. Yeah. Like, it's really bad. And the FDA said that mission critical inspections have never ceased. Really? The baby formula is not mission, mission critical? critical? Yeah. Like, I don't know if you know this, guys, but like babies, all they fucking eat is baby formula. They don't have anything else. It's 100% of their diet. Maybe there's like an Ebola factory that they did go to, thankfully. Oh, my God. Maybe Ebola's mission critical. Like, I'm really, really disturbed by this. And I understand that during the pandemic, everything shut down. Like, I get it. Right. But the thing is. Everything from Trader Joe's to H&M to you name it, figured out a way to get back up and running Mm -hmm. pretty early into 2021. I realize that places were not completely up to speed. I get it. But like things like food and drug inspections should be very high on the list. I have next week's 
show already planned in my head. <laughs> what is it? Forget the FDA. I want the USDA. I want to know how many meat factories they didn't inspect. So funny you should bring that up. It's like you read my mind. Really? Yeah, really. I was actually going to bring up the USDA. This is completely off script. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I, I didn't even tell you about this. So this this whole thing about the FDA inspections and the overseas inspections tweaked my, my mind. And I wanted to let you know about this USDA case that's been happening. There is a major federal lawsuit going on because the USDA... Apparently, they have standards to certify like when meat is a product of the United States versus a product from elsewhere. And there's this whole lawsuit going on with cattle that are raised overseas, brought on a barge. They come into the U.S. for five minutes. They're killed five minutes after they get here. And then they're packaged as a product of the United States. And there's like a huge controversy. Wait, there's cow boats? There's cow boats. Yeah. Cow boats. I'm all in. I, I want to be on a cowboat. But I mean, so this this whole issue of inspection. Did they just dump the shit off off in the ocean? <laughs> I, I don't know. I really don't. I don't even want to know about the cowboats because I'm sure That's it's like completely terrible. That's like quality ocean pollution, waste pollution. But cow- it's like all these federal regulatory agencies are in charge of inspecting shit. And it's stuff that's really important. And by the way, this thing with the cows is stuff that is being inspected and the USDA is following its rules and they're still coming up. They're still coming up with this totally fucked result, which is that they have cows that were born in Brazil, raised in Brazil. They come here, they stand in Michigan for five seconds and then they get killed. And they're saying, oh yeah, that's an American cow, which is weird to me. I don't know why I wanted to bring that up. That's called artisan beef. (laughs) Yes, exactly. They're like, it's like immigrant beef. And I don't know enough about the beef industry to know how much that matters, like whether, it, you know, what the standards are right. overseas. But the idea of inspecting what we eat and what we use for medicine and what kind of, you know, products we use is really important because God only knows what's happening to this shit elsewhere. So, yeah, the FDA, like, get your act together. I understand that you're probably, I don't know, doing the best that you can, but can't you shut something else down that's like less important or hire extra people or something? Let's cut to break with one more joke. Okay. Because we got to go back to humor. All right. What was the average weather during the pandemic? The average weather. Room temperature. That's such a terrible joke. (laughs) And we'll be right back. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. 
CarMax, the way car buying should be. Hey, Matt, we're back. We are. Yeah, time for the you know what. Sir Moment. Sir Moment. And guess what? By Menon. At <laughs> Costanza. <laughs> and I thought it would be fun to check in on like, hey, what's happening with those antiviral pills we heard so much about? That's Remember right. That's right. Yeah. I always forget about them. For people that went to the hospital that may not need to be intubated, they get the antiviral pill in the hospital, right? Yeah. And in the future, they probably wouldn't even need to go to the hospital because I know that, like, for example, I've gotten shingles. And if you catch it early enough, you go to the regular doctor and they give you an antiviral pill and it it, it doesn't make it go away, but it makes it go away faster. By Valtrex. <laughs> Thank you, well, Valtrex. That yes. was sponsor. Well, and also, first of all, I'm glad you brought up Valtrex because here's the thing. <laughs> that is a terrible name for a drug. Yes. Can I just say that? It's a great drug. It's a terrible name. Yeah. I don't understand. Why, it sounds awful. It sounds like a disease. Like, it doesn't sound like it's like something that would be soothing and make you feel better. It literally sounds like something that would make you feel worse. I got the Veltrex. That's what it sounds like. But until I read the name for this medication, and I need to know who the ad wizards are that came up with this. The name of the antiviral COVID treatment is called Paxlovid. Oh, God. Are they kidding me? That Pax- sounds like a Russian Greek wrestler. Yes. Like, I, I think of like a big fat guy. Paxlovid. Past the Paxlovid. Are they kidding me? Like, if the Iron Sheik... The wrestler from the 80s might have been a little sweatier and more Greek than Iranian. Yes. That's his name. Bastipaxlovit. Yes. Like, I just, really? Why can't they hire the Allegra people? That's a great name. <laughs> That's a great name for a drug. Lunestra. Lunestra, right? Yeah, I love that. Like, yeah. all of those, like, some of them are really good. They, right. they sound exactly, like, even Viagra, like, that sounds exactly like. You know, Opdivo. It's, like, they sound great. They do. Like, Viagra feels like automatopoeia almost. Yeah, I know, I know. Like, I know exactly what it is yes. as soon as you tell me what, it's right. It's good, yeah, yeah. But, like, holy shit, Paxlovid? Okay, anyway. So on tomorrow's episode of who names this shit, <laughs> I need to know who names it. Anyway, we thought we'd ask doctors about this um, antiviral pill just to see like, hey, what's going on with it? We first asked, hey, have you guys prescribed this to like any of your patients? And 76 uh, percent said no. Now, again, maybe they're podiatrists. Why? <laughs> yeah, they are 1.3 million doctors of many, many different practices. Right. So, like, it's possible that they just don't work in infectious disease or general practice medicine. We, we need to start asking podiatry questions. Yeah, but but we all we did ask, does your practice have access to it? So even if they were podiatrists, theoretically, I think they would have access to it if it had some kind right, of right. foot indication. <laughs> <laughs> It could have. I've, I've, listen, I had foot surgery. I've had podiatry on the mind. Yes. And 69% of the doctors said, no, our practice does not have access to it. Interesting. So, I mean, I guess it's just not all that available yet. We asked, in your professional opinion, do you think this pill has the potential to reduce the severity of the pandemic? And 83% said, yes, it will. Well, that's good. It's very good. And of the people who have prescribed it, right? The, so 24% said that, yeah, they have prescribed it. Of those people, most of them saw an improvement over the course of the treatment. Only 4% said that they saw no improvement after prescribing it. But I mean, if you, if 24% plus 4% is 100%, you're looking at 95% of the doctors who, I, quick math, maybe yeah, not accurate. That, that was impressive. 
But you're looking at like nine out of ten of of the doctors who prescribed this saw an improvement. Yeah. So I mean that that's really promising. I don't know what's holding up. Probably the FDA is holding it up. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's all the meat inspections. Yeah, they're like, wait, we're not expecting the baby formula, so you know. But yeah, I mean, it sounds like this is a good thing. I'm sure it it will come around eventually. I also hope it takes a nice role in the developing nations management of COVID nineteen. Because the vaccines are few and far between there. Maybe we should talk about this next time. The idea of taking an antiviral pill versus being subjected to the uh, freedom and vaccines that might be more adoptable by people who are terrified of the government taking your freedoms. I wonder if if it will become controversial. My my sense is that it will not become controversial. Way less controversial in my opinion. Because it's a treatment, right? And also, no one will mandate you know, you can't come to a theater until you have an antiviral pill. It right. doesn't. It just won't work. That's not really the way that stuff works. Yeah, bring all your herpes without your Veltrex. Right. But, <laughs> but I mean, I, I wonder that when people are, you know, keeping in mind also people who are going to take the antiviral medication are going to be people who have the illness. Right. And, and sometimes that just changes your mind about things, right? Once you get sick, you just want to be done with it as soon as possible. And it just doesn't have that same sort of feeling as standing in line and getting a vaccine card and, and when you're feeling perfectly healthy. Right, right, right. right. So I expect to see that the antiviral pills are going to be an important part of combating the pandemic. And, um, you know, and I, I hope that this Paxlovid gets to market. Gesundheit. Yeah, I mean, it it sounds too much like Pavlovian. I think Pavlovian, that's what it is, yeah, yeah. and I feel like well, I, I'm expecting a bell and some salivation with it. You know, it also sounds like a, like a, a an Eastern European country during World War One. Yes, I come from Paxlovia. <laughs> Next to Transylvania. It would be great, though, if they were like, here's your Paxlovid. You take it as soon as the bell rings and you start to salivate. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. Thank you, Madison Avenue. They need to ask me these things. Where is Don Draper when you need him? Yes. So that's the end of that. Okay, so I have another thing that's going to piss you off. More. Yeah. Bring I'm, it on. I'm annoyed by it. And, right. and it's about freaking COVID testing. Okay, well, we like COVID testing. I love COVID testing. COVID testing is the greatest thing ever because, granted, I know people aren't dying as much from COVID anymore, but it's really important to know if you have it because it's so highly transmissible. Right. And like, hey, what a spectacular uh, tool to combat it from home testing. You could just put the thing up your nose. It's no big deal. You find out in 10 minutes if you have COVID. And if you do, you stay home. It's great. Right. So, but the tests are still difficult to come by. Okay, the like supply chain of the tests. Yeah, it it's not as easy as it Which should. Did the government be. mail you your four tests? Yes, the government mailed me my four. Also, New Jersey mailed me two that you have to do a, a freaking Zoom call. What? During it, they have to watch you put the thing up your nose. It's like the most ridiculous thing ever. Thank you, Phil Murphy. Yeah, I was like, this is the most complicated COVID test ever. So I COVID test every week because I'm in an orchestra and we all play together. Yeah, yeah. So we all test every week. So I am like on the front lines of buying and taking COVID tests. I've taken every single your brand. Your nose is like, bring it on today. I, I, and the thing is, they're so different. The different brands yeah, yeah. are so different in terms of like their packaging and their procedures. Some of them are really user friendly and some of them are like, you figure it out. But this is the situation, just to break in here for a second, where there should be some continuity across all the different brands of COVID tests. Yeah. Why can't they talk to each other? other right why are some of them nine minutes and some of them are 15 minutes and some of them like you have to upload a picture and some of them you don't also can i just say this the people that make the tests really piss me off with this so all of the tests have like the little pregnancy test kind of cartridge yeah, and yeah, you yeah. put the drops in right yeah every single one of them has one line that says c and one line that says t 
And for every one of them, the line that says C does not mean COVID. Right. The line that says C means control. Are you fucking kidding me? Right. Because these are made by nerds in labs, not I for do, people. I don't understand. Why can't they just put the word that says control? Right. And the other word, that, what, if you print it and it says COVID, like what? If you're going to put a letter, don't pick C. Right. Literally pick <laughs> any letter other than C. It makes me irate. It's so right. ridiculous. This is not an economy where you want competition amongst home COVID tests. You want them to all be the same so everyone can do it the same. And there's no confusion right. between this versus that versus this. It's not like Toyota versus Lexus versus Honda. Right, like no one cares that you just get the ones that are on the shelf. You don't give a shit which ones they are. Right. So they, they should all be the same. Ooh, it's the this brand of home COVID test. Right. I can't wait to buy that one. Five-star rating right. on but Yelp. In, in, on Yelp. But in addition to that, though... The companies making the COVID tests are apparently destroying them. Why? Because they went past their expiration date. Okay, so okay, I get that. No, stay like with bananas. Stay with me on the fuckery because okay. it's not like bananas. Ready? Okay. Okay, so I'm going to tell you this little story here. So Abbott, they make they're like Abbott Labs. Abbott Labs. They're like they're the ones the same Abbott Labs with the baby food with, right, the, right. with the baby formula. Lovely. I know, right? So they had test kits in their inventory, right, to supply the demand. And when those tests reached their seven-month shelf life, they disposed of them. Okay. Okay. Which, I'm okay with that. No, so far, so good, right? Yeah, Except yeah. that it's annoying because now they're not there. But okay, they expired. Except they got FDA approval to extend the expiration date to 12 months. I'm going to let that settle with you for I'm a second. silent. Isn't the entire concept of a shelf life that it doesn't work anymore? Right. So like, you know, you get the milk and it says that it expires next week. You can't just be like, oh, but we extended it. <laughs> if you can extend Mommy, it. Mommy, this milk tastes funny. No, it's okay. It hasn't passed the expiration date yet. What are you talking about? Like if it was something that could be extended by five more months. Like a car warranty. Right, right. It's not a car warranty. It either is or it is not the shelf life. Right. The whole concept of a shelf life is that it, the thing doesn't work past that. It's like when you find the Xanax in your medicine cabinet, but it's like it expired in 2002. You're like, I take it anyway. Does it work? It's not going to hurt you. Usually it works anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I am, I, I don't understand. So they got approval to extend it for 12 months because of I don't know what, right? right. But they decided to destroy them anyway. Why did they ask for the approval, by the way? Like, none of this makes any sense. They could sense. have given them to all the cows on the boats. <laughs> they could have. I'm so irritated by this. And then as a result, there's still a shortage, right? Because you got the manufacturer making them and then destroying them, getting extensions, but not needing the extensions. And at the end of the day, I still have to go to 15 different drugstores to get them from my damn orchestra. We have a solution. Please Put tell me. all the COVID tests in a Tetra Pak. A what? A Tetra Pak. What's a Tetra Pak? Like the Parmalat milk. Oh. They never go bad. What happened to Parmalat? Does that, is it's that still, still there. It is? Yeah. It scares me. Parmalat milk just sits there for, for, for years. It's great. Like you can just put it in the fridge and drink it. I mean, once you open it, you got like a week. Yeah. But like it can just live. Sure it can. It's like, uh, <laughs> Is anybody you know, inspecting that lab? <laughs> <laughs> the Parmalat lab. Another terrible name for a product. Or like even the coconut waters in Tetra Packs. Like they, they last forever. That's the name of it? Tetra Pak? A Tetra Pak, yeah. Where do you get this language from? Who uh, tells you this stuff? The people that made the, the drug, the Valtrex drug. <laughs> the Pav the, the Pavlovia, whatever it's called. It's Trans <laughs> Transylvania. <laughs> so, I mean, basically, the, so what's happening here, right, is that Abbott Labs, it's like 
They made all the tests that they could make. Then they got rid of them because they had too many. Then they fired people because they thought we didn't need the tests anymore. Now they're back to needing to hire a bunch of people because now, even though the pandemic is receding a bit, more people are testing because it's supposed to be easy to test large groups of people. So now like schools are testing and stuff like that. By the way, disclosure, Abbott Labs, not owned by Greg Abbott. (laughs) Thanks. That's helpful. I just had to put that in there. (laughs) I know the listeners were very confused. Governor Greg Abbott, not a sponsor. (laughs) Definitely, definitely not, not a sponsor. sponsor. No. For sure, no. For so, sure, like, no. the whole situation with testing is a shit show right now. Right. And it's like, I can't, I honestly cannot believe that we still haven't figured this out. What I would have expected is that where we are with the testing is where we were with the fidget spinners, which is like fidget spinners came onto the scene, everybody wanted them, and in 10 days, they were literally everywhere. You could not avoid them. Right. And then- people bought them and then eventually it was like nobody really cared about them so you would find them in the discount racks and they would just be extra everywhere and, and now like, it's poppets right and now it's poppets right and they're everywhere and then soon we won't we won't need them anymore and they'll be in the dollar store right so like that's sort of what i expected with the covid test that there was a big rush to kind of hurry up and meet the demand and now they would just be everywhere and no matter how many you needed they would be very easy to find and more and more people are using them but it seems like the the companies making them are trying to like stay ahead of whatever the trend is right so that they don't employ people needlessly or whatever well you never know the bb8 wave is coming over here to the u.s now oh no 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 b2a b no. i'm calling it bb8 whatever yeah. it is oh i love bb sponsored by lucasfilm <laughs> sure it is <laughs> why not yeah, you're right. It's a moving target to know where supply and demand are going to But live I feel in like retail. just stop. Just just stop it. Just make the test. We'll let you know when we don't need it anymore. In, until you hear otherwise, or just make the test. Or them where they are needed. Like, just make them. Someone will need them. Just right. don't worry about it, okay? Like, it's not up to you to predict the market trends. Just make the fucking tests. Someone will buy them. And don't worry about it because I don't want to go into the store and I need 30 COVID tests and I can't get them. Right. It's like Wayne Gretzky's skate where the puck's going to be. Also, can I just say this? If we have the technology to take the little tube that you put the solution in and make a little perforated hole in the box so that you could stand it up, why are we not just doing that all the time? Because agencies, packaging services. I'm just saying you got to be able to stand the thing up. If you can't stand it up, it's going to make a mess. All right. This this, this message not approved by device manufacturers. (laughs) I mean, they, all they have to do is just ask me. That's all I'm asking. Just ask me. I'll tell you what you need to do. Elura, what is a great show. We went from dad jokes to Cows. cow boats. <laughs> to, <laughs> to rats. To rats and cockroaches, to baby formula, factory manure, to also, yeah, this has been a great show. It has been. Maybe I, one of our best. Yeah. Well, listen, that's why I'm here in person. The rage sign curve is like that? is doing very well today. Listen, you're going to have to take this and you're going to have to keep it with you for the next two weeks because I will not be here next week. I will be on vacation. Yes. And uh, I, I will be on a much needed vacation. After your 11 surgeries. After yes. my 11 surgeries. And what I'm hoping is that I do not get stuck overseas with COVID. <laughs> because, nice knowing you. Yes. So I filled out all my forms and I'm ready to go away and come back COVID free. Well, with that said, bon voyage, Godspeed. And uh, happy COVID testing. Pax Lovid. <laughs> Pax Lovid. Make up a jingle for that next time, will you? All right, next time. <laughs> Who are the ant wizards? <laughs> All right, folks, see you next week. Bye, Matt. That's all for now. If you like Facts On, be sure to subscribe, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, follow us on social, and tell all your friends to listen. 
Tell us your shit show of a healthcare story by leaving a message for us at 855-AUDIO-66, and we might just use it in a future show. Vaxon is a product of Offscript Health. We are a healthcare engagement company built for patients and caregivers by patients and caregivers. Our executive producers are Matthew Zachary and Andrew McDowell. Our senior producer is Brianna Seeley. Our hosts are Matthew Zachary and Alora Nanos. It is recorded, mixed, and edited by Brianna Seeley. For advertising and media inquiries, email media at offscriptnot.com. That's media at offscript.com. For more information, visit offscript.com. 